this book came out. Well, it didn't come out. It was just a manuscript, which right. I shared. The one that you gave to Noam. I gave it to Noam, and I gave it to one or two other people. And uh, it led to an invitation to come to the Association of Asian Sciences Sci uh, Scholars, Association of Asian Scholars Conference of... 1984, which just by coincidence happened to be in Washington, and I got to debate uh, Bill Colby, who uh, I, by then he, I, uh, yes, I guess he was still, he, was, had he retired by then? Yes, I think he, yes, he was retired in the 70s. Yeah, um, he, had re he was retired by the time that the Nugent Hand business unfolded as i recall because that was part of the scandal was that the ex-cia guy had gone to be on legal counsel for nugan hand and then his business card was found in frank nugan's okay. pocket let's let's just say you brought that up we again have to explain to some people nugan hand was a bank established in australia just at the time that america was finally pulling out its troops out of southeast asia and there were a lot of senior hands, some of them CIA, some of them not. Uh, uh, Nugent was an Australian banker, and what was his first name? Hand, Frank Hand? Uh, I think it was Frank Nugent and Michael Hand. Michael Hand. Uh, Michael Hand was like a Green Beret who, according to legend, decapitated a Viet Cong fight soldier with his bare hands. And so suddenly this uh, Green Beret is starting a bank, What's, what's he doing in that bank? Well, I think we get a clue that the bank was ultimately indicted because they were. it was a conduit financing the shipments of vast amounts of heroin into Australia. And this was in the context of the mid-'70s when Nixon has launched a war on drugs. He doesn't want drugs coming into America. So you can see that some Americans might have been quite happy to see the the, the profit's still coming from the heroin traffic, but the, but the heroin was not reaching America the same quantities because a, a prime market for it, which, by the way, had not been a market until Newton had really created that market. Uh, and, uh, and as you have mentioned, and I want to qualify slightly, uh, Bill Colby was connected to that bank, but... Uh, I understand, and somebody else who we've already mentioned in this show was also connected to that bank, and that was Guy Pauker. Uh, but I understand that Guy Pauker and, well, I have to, I'm taking Guy Pauker's word for this, but I, I got on a very intimate terms because Guy Pauker, uh, even he was a bit shocked. You know, when he said he wanted the the, the Indonesian army to be ruthless. I don't think he contemplated killing 3 million people. He, he would have been happy if they'd killed maybe 20,000 or 50,000 or something, and this was a bit much even for him. So he, he um, sort of explored himself when talking to me. We had quite long phone calls. And his version about his being associated with the bank was that when the bank was exposed, and it needed legal protection. It expanded his board to bring in people that could help it in America, which was the focal point of the exposés and so on. 
And I'll just mention, en passant, about Michael Hand, people said he disappeared, disappeared. And uh, I, somebody told me that he's, he's in upstate New York walking around without a care in the world. And I think he was actually located in a phone book in Buffalo or someplace. Uh, like I think that. it was, I think it was Idaho. He was, he was in, he was discovered oh, you know, that in was Idaho. Later. Yes, but first I did in the thing and then, you know, he's a person of interest. So the, the cameras followed him a little bit. And is he still around? Probably. Well, I, I'm not. I thought I'd read that he had died, but then I think somebody mm -hmm. else said that no, he actually hadn't died. So I, I can. I'll go check on that, and I'll put something about it in the post. Well, I think there's he's also probably reports in the '80s. Of, there's there's some isolated reports, like maybe in intelligence files overseas or somewhere else, but there are reports of him appearing in contra training camps at some point. And in Idaho, in 20, 2010 or twenty twelve, when he was discovered there by a guy who tracked him using his social security number. He was running a small military equipment manufacturer, so like bayonets and things like that. So uh he That's that's it true Nietzsche. Yeah, that's more more of that than high high finance. Yeah. But you know, Frank Nugent is supposed to have committed suicide, but that's very much a doubt. Yeah, I'm um, very skeptical of that. Uh well, so this is so, Colby. This is Colby, and you're debating him, along with alongside Ralph McGahey. Um, yes, I was going to say Ralph McGahey was not only an ex-CIA officer, but he had been uh, in Eastern. Uh, I don't know if he's actually in Indonesia. He was certainly in Southeast Asia, and he had seen the full CIA uh, study on what happened in '65. And the second part of it sort of radicalized him because the CIA was perhaps not just accepting responsibility but boasting. I, of course, haven't ever seen it. And he, he was not in a position to release it, but he did yeah, talk about it. He writes about it as being, uh, I think it was an article in Covert Action magazine where he, he writes about it and says that this, he was the custodian of this report for a time and that the CIA, in the report, wrote about Indonesia 1965 as a model uh, of covert operations that they would that's want to true. apply going yes. forward. And that's the, that's the quite ghastly and frightening. Well, think about it. it. Yeah, so a lot of people got killed. This is a model for how to go forward. And the, coup, uh, and, the and the events that led up to it, which I think is probably the more explosive parts that, that would like that would be in the report, I would guess. And what we haven't mentioned yet was uh, the CIA, to the extent that the CIA was involved, Bill Colby was involved. People remember him for the Phoenix program, which was uh, sometimes called a killing program. That's what it became in practice, whatever it was intended to be. But uh, he was head of the East Asia desk in the CIA at the time of the massacre. And there he was saying, and Bill Colby is a very complex figure, of all the CIA heads, um, I have the most compassion for him because I think he, he, he was a Catholic with a conscience. And later when he retired, this was not the first time I was meeting him eye to eye because he, uh, <clears throat> you know, he was head of the CIA at the time that the uh, Senate Church was conducting his hearings 
And uh, it was clear that Senator Church wanted to see greater congressional control over Congress. That was good in theory. If we talk about it, I'll say it worked out very badly in practice. It made things worse and not better, but the intentions were good. And I think Bill Colby's intentions were good, that he also, he took steps to start talking to congressional leaders. And after he retired, he went out to try and um, uh, create a picture of a more human CIA uh, in the public media. Uh, that, that makes him different from other CIA leaders who couldn't have cared less what the public thought about them, really, as long as they got their funds, which they were pretty sure of doing. So yeah, I mean, there's two I, things. There's two things about Colby that are. There's two things about Colby that I think are do have to be taken into account in, in terms of thinking that he. Well, he's just he's not in the mold of Alan Dulles or 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 um, Dick Helms, something like that. The first is that they fire him. I mean, they fired him because they felt like he was. Kissinger and, and others thought he was giving too much to Congress. He was being too forthcoming, uh, which is interesting because what's what's Kissinger's role in in wanting to maintain the image of the CIA? Why would exactly would he be concerned about yeah. this? We could that that I think says a lot. I, I would say inside. Kissinger was a deep state figure, and Colby was he was a deep state as far as with CIA, but. Kissinger was deep state on the level of the Rockefellers, which to me is higher than the CIA. Yeah, abs absolutely. I think that that's the truth. Nelson Rockefeller got Kissinger the job as national security advisor under a Republican. He was succeeded by Zbigniew Brzezinski, whom I knew at McGill. And uh, David Rockefeller got him that job via the, tri the Trilateral Commission, uh, so you had a Republican and a Democrat national security advisor, but both appointed by Rock the Rockefeller brothers. And there we have the deep state level. Colby is part of that system, but not as high a level. Um, the one other thing, what was I going to say? Well, the well, the other part I wanted to mention is that Colby's suicide also happening in, the, happening in the late later 90s is very interesting he, you know he was in italy he had knowledge of gladio i think that they may one possible explanation for his suicide or assassination is what it seems like to me it, because, was, it wasn't a suicide right no. he, he wasn't decomposed enough to have been in the water that long for one thing and, and the whole he, he had his ridiculous. he had his dinner cooking on the stove back home he was going to take a very short trip on right. the canoe and he and he right. started <laughs> Cooking his dinner before he left—that's not how you commit suicide. Um, yeah, and I mean that the timing of it is just—it's the it, he was a person who was involved with Gladio and other operations. Probably knew a lot about it. I mean, and, and it was you know in the late '90s. That's when it, it's in the mid '90s. Or so a couple of years before they really they they announced the project for a new American century. That, as I understand it, China and Russia had like actually announced. In the mid '90s, that and, and Yeltsin was even a part of this. As, as as pitiful as Yeltsin was, they had they had issued statements calling for a unipolar world, and I I've come to see that um, the it, it, the ratcheting up of inroads being made into Central Asia should be thought of in that context. And then as 9/11, even as Brzezinski writes in the Grand Chessboard in the late '90s, that we really want to make sure that Russia and China don't come together. So. 
I don't want to zoom out yeah. too much here, but Colby is a person who knew that who knew some of the historical facts and may have been scandalized by where the U.S. was going next. Uh, and, and maybe that's why they killed him. But that's all obviously speculation. That was just an excerpt from the American Exception podcast. To hear the whole episode, as well as archived and new episodes, please subscribe to the American Exception podcast at Patreon. There's a link in the show notes, or you can just go to patreon.com slash American Exception. Subscribe and you can join us as we illuminate the dark side of the U.S. empire.